Remember the movie Sunshine, where astronomers learn that the sun is dying, so a plucky team of astronauts take a nuclear bomb to the sun and try to jumpstart it with a massive explosion? Yeah, there's so much wrong in that movie that I don't even know where to start. So I won't. Seriously, a nuclear bomb to cure a dying sun? Come on. So here's the thing. The sun is actually dying. It's just that it's going to take about another 5 billion years to run out of fuel in its core. And when it does, Silly Murphy won't be able to restart it with a big nuke. But the sun doesn't have to die so soon. It's made of the same hydrogen and helium as the much less massive red dwarf stars. And these stars are expected to last for hundreds of billions and even trillions of years. So is there anything we can do to save the sun or jumpstart it when it runs out of fuel in the core? Well, first, let me explain the problem. The sun is a main sequence star, and it measures 1.4 million kilometers across. Like ogres and onions, the sun is made of layers. The innermost layer is the core. That's the region where the temperature and pressure is so great that atoms of hydrogen are mashed together so tightly they fuse into helium. This fusion reaction is exothermic, which means that it gives off more energy than it consumes. The excess energy is released as gamma radiation, which then makes its way through the star and out into space. The radiation pushes outward and counteracts the inward force of gravity pulling it together. This balance creates the sun we know and love. Now, Outside the core, temperatures and pressures drop to the point that fusion can no longer happen. And the next region is known as the radiative zone. It's plenty hot, and the photons of gamma radiation generated in the core of the sun need to bounce randomly from atom to atom, maybe for hundreds of thousands of years to finally escape. But it's not hot enough for fusion to happen. Outside the radiative zone is the convective zone. This is where the material in the sun is finally cool enough that it can move around like a lava lamp. Hot blobs of plasma pick up enormous heat from the radiative zone, float up to the surface of the sun, release their heat, and then sink down again. The only fuel the sun can use for fusion is in the core, which accounts for only 0.8 of the sun's volume and 34% of its mass. When it uses up that hydrogen in the core, it'll blow off its outer layers into space and then shrink down into a white dwarf. The radiative zone acts like a firewall, preventing the mixing convective zone from reaching the solar core. If the sun was all convective zone, then this wouldn't be a problem. It would be able to go on mixing its fuel using up all its hydrogen instead of this smaller fraction. If the sun was more like a red dwarf, it could last much longer. In order to save the sun to help it last longer than the 5 billion years it has remaining, we would need some way to stir up the sun with a gigantic mixing spoon to get that unburned hydrogen from the radiative and convective zones down into the core. So one idea is that you could crash another star into the sun. Now this would deliver fresh fuel and mix up the sun's hydrogen a bit, but it would be a one-time thing. You need to deliver a steady stream of stars to keep mixing it up. And after a while, you would accumulate enough mass to create a supernova. And that would be bad. So another option would be to strip material off the sun and create red dwarfs. Stars with less than 35% the mass of the sun are fully convective, which means they don't have a radiative zone. They 
fully mix all their hydrogen fuel into the core and can last much longer. Imagine a future civilization tearing the sun into three separate stars, each of which could then last for hundreds of billions of years, putting out only 1.5% the energy of the sun. Huddle up. But if you want to take this to the extreme, tear the sun into 13 separate red dwarf stars with only 7.5% the mass of the sun. Now these will only put out 0.015% the light of the sun, but they'll sip away at their hydrogen for more than 10 trillion years. So how can you get that hydrogen off the sun? Lasers, of course. Using a concept known as stellar lifting, you could direct a powerful solar-powered laser at a spot at the sun's surface. This would heat up the region and generate a powerful solar wind. The sun would be blasting its own material into space. And then you could use magnetic fields or gravity to direct the outflows and collect it into other stars. It boggles our imagination, but it would be a routine task for type 3 civilization engineers on star dismantling duty. So don't panic that our sun only has a few billion years of life left. We got options, mind-bendingly complicated solar system dismantling options, but still, options. <laughs> My brain is broken. Feel free to fill it up again with fresh ideas. Let me know some concepts or ideas that you find super fascinating, and I'll investigate them further and then do some episodes on them. In our next episode, we answer the question, what is absolute zero? Oh, make sure you stick around for the blooper. Here we are at the end of another video, and once again, I'd like to thank all our 591 patrons from the bottom of my heart. You're the ones who keep these shows happening week after week, and we couldn't do this without you. If you'd like to support what we're doing, join our Patreon campaign. You'll get advanced access to all our videos, see extra bloopers and behind-the-scenes content, and I'll remove all the ads from the universe today for you. I'd like to thank... Sergio Sensevero, Ryan Small, Richard Lees, and the rest of the members who support us in making great space astronomy content. If you'd like to join this club, go to patreon.com slash universe today. These will only put out zero, well, point, oh, let me do that again. <laughs>